This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. That dark night, one year ago, the world was literally at the time bracing for the fall of Kiev. Seems like a lot longer ago than a year, but think back to that year. Perhaps even the end of Ukraine. You know, one year later, Kiev stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you, and the world stands with you. Kyiv has captured a part of my heart, I must say. I've come here six times as vice president, once as president. Remind us that freedom is priceless. It's worth fighting for for as long as it takes. And that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as long as it takes. We'll do it. This week marks one year of Ukrainians fighting tirelessly for their right to exist. The sheer cost of this war is almost unfathomable. The United Nations Refugee Agency says over 18 million people have been forced to flee that country since the war began, and more than 7,000 Ukrainian civilians have died, including hundreds of children. An Associated Press investigation estimates the death toll to be significantly higher. It found as many as 25,000 people may have died in Mariupol alone. Measuring losses on the battlefield also proves difficulty. The, the, excuse me, the Zelensky government says as many as 13,000 troops have been killed in action, while the UK's Ministry of Defense estimates as many as 60,000 Russians could have died. Western countries stepped up their support to Ukraine over the past year. In the early days of the war, Americans, ordinary Americans' desire to help was unending. Blue and yellow Ukrainian flags were in the windows of cars and homes across the country. And so far, the US has pledged more than $29 billion of military aid. 
But we are a country well familiar with and fatigued by forever wars of our own. And so that support for Ukraine seems to have waned in recent months. In fact, House Republicans recently co-signed a Ukraine fatigue resolution calling for the U.S. to end military and financial aid to Ukraine. And a new AP poll finds that 48% of all Americans support providing weapons to Ukraine, down from 60% in May of last year. Crossing a red line the U.S. has set, Blinken met face-to-face this week with his Chinese counterpart in Munich. The two officials spoke for just over an hour, where the State Department says Blinken warned of the, quote, implications and consequences if China provides support to Russia. Saturday's meeting was also the first between the two sides since the United States shot down a suspected Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina earlier this month. According to the State Department, Blinken told his counterpart on Saturday that the U.S. will not stand for any violation of our sovereignty. China, for its part, continues to deny the balloon was sent for surveillance purposes. During Saturday's meeting, the State Department said China also made irresponsible and unfounded accusations against the U.S. Also, no apology for that balloon. And we're learning more about the path of that suspected spy balloon. According to one current and one former U.S. official familiar with the matter, the balloon was launched from China's Hienan Island in the southern part of the country. The island is an important hub for China's military, housing a large submarine base and a spaceport. After being launched, the balloon entered U.S. airspace over Alaska before eventually floating across the country, ultimately being brought down just off the coast of South Carolina. And while we're learning more about that suspected Chinese spy balloon, the Department of Defense has called off efforts to recover debris from the other unidentified flying object shot down earlier this month. After a week of searching, defense officials have ended operations off the coast of Alaska and near Lake Huron. No debris from the objects were found, with officials citing harsh weather conditions in the regions. Another object was also shot down in Canada's Yukon Territory. Defense officials have not provided an update on that particular search. We've uh, had about uh, $85 billion worth of assistance poured in immediately uh, for housing, uh, water, and food, and medicine, and clothing. All that in the immediate days following the earthquake. Uh, today I can announce that uh, we will be uh, putting in another $100 million uh, to assist those who are so desperately uh, in need. Trying to have it both ways. Um, publicly, they present themselves uh, as a country striving for, for peace in Ukraine. Uh, but privately, as I said, we've seen uh, already um, over these, these past months uh, the provision of non-lethal assistance that does go directly to uh, aiding and abetting Russia's war effort, and uh, some further information that we are sharing uh, uh, today and that I think uh, will be out there soon that um, indicates that they are strongly considering providing lethal assistance to, to Russia. Now, no further details on what the U.S. means by that lethal assistance. I was speaking to a Ukrainian official for his take on uh, the support there at the Munich Security Conference. He said that he was very pleased with that show of support from Ukraine's allies. He said he heard from ally after ally saying that they they will support Ukraine to the end. But the big question in his mind and many Ukrainians' minds is what do the allies mean when they say they're going to support Ukraine to the end? 
end? What is the end in the eyes of the Western world? This as war continues to rage, uh, rage on in the east. There's that much vaunted Russian offensive, although this Ukrainian official telling me that at this point it's unclear if Russia has enough manpower, if Russia has enough equipment there in the east to wage a serious offensive. He said that that's completely unclear at this point, Alex. Well, we need the answers, that's for sure. Thank you, Erin McLaughlin. We're going to talk. And there is no doubt these are crimes against humanity. The United States has formally determined that Russia has committed crimes against humanity. And I say to all those who have perpetrated these crimes and to their superiors who are complicit in these crimes, you will be held to account. In the face of these indisputable facts, to all of us here in Munich, let us renew our commitment to accountability. Let us renew our commitment to the rule of law. Okay, I agree with that. It's Monday, 20 February, the year of our 2023. What I agree with is accountability. Let's do it. A lot going on. That is uh, Kamala Harris, Vice President of the United States, formally determining, formally announcing on Saturday at the Munich Arms Dealers Conference that um, uh, we have formally determined, the United States of America has formally determined that the Russians uh, and have committed to war crimes, crimes against humanity in Ukraine. That kicked off everything. Joe Biden at his capital today in Kiev in Ukraine, uh, talking about an open-ended commitment as long as it takes, where Secretary of State Blinken kowtows to the Chinese Communist Party and kind of bleats out what the war room told you mm, a year ago when this war started, that the Chinese Communist Party is their partner. They cut the deal over the Olympics, and uh, what the Chinese Communist Party uh, told them was uh, that we're going to give you non-lethal uh, aid at first, and then we're going to give you arms later. That's been going on now for over a year. Blinken finally announces it. Um, of course, he's there at $175 million, giving money to the Turks, Erdogan, no friend of the United States, and the Syrians, who are an enemy of the United States, giving $175 million to Turkey and to, and to Syria with not one penny to East Palestine, Ohio. Of course, the um, the EPA uh, administrator, the head guy, the chief, the uh, head uh, guy, Michael Regan, has left over the weekend to go to Africa on a seven-day uh, tour for climate change with a bunch of celebrities. Uh, Steve Cortez, uh, let me get – we've got uh, Leahy and uh, Jeffrey Clark going to join us shortly to talk about right. East Palestine. Um, Brother, Brother Cortez, uh, you, you see the whole thing this week, and it's all out there right now. And by the way, the phony air raid si- siren like uh, like right. uh, Joe Biden is Winston Churchill with Zelensky, it's so performative, it's so phony, right. and I hope people are getting a belly full of this. Mr. Cortez. 
Well, I certainly think they are. It's very uh, remarkable and stark and insulting that Joe Biden is spending President's Day not in East Palestine, Ohio, where he most belongs, but not even at a place like, say, Mount Rushmore or Mount Vernon. No, instead, he is spending it overseas in Kiev, a place where he has been needlessly escalating a war that involves no definable, discernible U.S. national security interest. And he dares to go over there on President's Day to cater to a megalomaniac, Zelensky, who apparently has taken some time out between his Vogue photo shoots to do another photo op opportunity with Joe Biden. And mind you, by the way, not only are we escalating this war massively, but at the same time, concurrently, the oligarchs here in the United States are also planning that the people of the United States are going to pay to repair the damage that has been wrought and will be wrought by this escalation. Specifically, what I mean by that, J.P. Morgan, BlackRock, I'm sure there will be others, but those are the biggest two. Both of them have already come to terms of agreements for multi-billion dollar rebuilding efforts, which, mind you, will be paid for by the American taxpayer. So not only are we taking just untenable, reckless risks with the second biggest nuclear power on Earth, over a country and a region which thankfully is immaterial to the United States. But on top of those massive risks, Steve, we're also paying for it. And here's the kicker on that aspect of, the, of this crisis. We're paying for it with money that we are borrowing. We don't have this money. The American taxpayer is borrowing this money at extremely elevated interest rates compared to where they were when Joe Biden took office. At rising interest rates, we are borrowing this money to recklessly escalate a war in which we have no definable U.S. national interest. And Biden chooses to go there on President's Day. By, by the way, uh, Steve, before we go to break, on Thursday, just a couple of days ago, the New York Times publishes the CBO report, not the Steve Cortez, Steve Bannon, Gateway Pundit, Breitbart report, but the Congressional Budget Office, $19 trillion will be added to the $32 trillion in the next 10 years minimum. That gets you over 50, right? And they basically say it's not sustainable. It's not even close. This doesn't include the open-ended commitment to Ukraine. Are they? Is this? Are we now left the the world of rationality? Is this now insanity, totally. uh, Steve Cortez? And in terms of that open ended nature, you know, over the weekend, uh, this is really incredible. Kirby from the White House, uh, White House spokesman, actually said. There is, there is no calendar. There is no timeline. There is no plan. You know, Steve, as you and I have been saying, okay, if this is as important as they claim it is, then show us your work. Okay, what any good math teacher does. Show us your work. Show us your plan. How is this going to end? What is the timeline? All of those questions. Perfect. Cortez, hang on. You're going to be with me for the first hour riding shotgun. We've got a lot to go through. Joe Biden's in his capital in Ukraine, loving up, rubbing up on Zelensky. Uh, big old open checkbook. No wonder Zelensky uh, loves him. Big old open checkbook. Your money, right? His promises, your money. Next is uh, Leahy and Clark on East. Despite the U.S. blowing through $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand, when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's time to pull yours out. Think about this. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000, and it's only going to get worse. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with birch gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king because it's dependable.
Rich Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, that's B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of our precious metals specialists. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Bannon to 989898. That's Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today to get your free info kit. Take action. Use your agency. Devastating to this community, and I, I want to make sure you understand I am terribly sorry that this happened to the community. Norfolk Southern is fully committed to doing what's right for this community. Shaw says he was at the meeting in person on the Monday after the derailment in which the decision for a controlled release was made. And what was his reaction when he saw the result and the cloud of smoke rising into the sky? Frankly, that, that told us that there was success and that the, the opportunity for a much riskier event occurred because of what was in those, what was in the rail cars. Shaw says Norfolk Southern is offering $1,000 a person to everyone in the 44413 zip code and in Beaver County's evacuation zone. Are you making them sign documents to tell people that they won't sue further or they can't ask for more money? No, not at all. All they have to do is sign their name and say they've received $1,000. Shaw is pleased with the cleanup so far. We're making a lot of progress. He could not say, however, where the soil and liquids being collected are being shipped off to. We're taking it to landfills that are designed to handle that type of material. What city and state? I don't have that information. You don't know where they're going? No. On the matter of people like Donald Trump and Aaron Brockovich coming to East Palestine? You know, I understand why this has created a lot of national attention. Right. I understand that completely. And when asked about the calls for stricter regulations on the railroad industry, Shaw said to wait on the report from the National Transportation Safety Board. All the misinformation out there that's really causing a, a lot of issues, frankly, for the people of this community. You know, we support the NTSB's investigation. What we're trying to do is work really closely with the local leaders on the environmental remediation, getting information right, data-based, science-based information. Data-based, science-based, this still an evidence-based. They, they're just, their comms guys are just grifting, just lifting right from the worm. Okay, we got, uh, by the way, it's President's Day, Monday, 20 Feb. There's no days off in the war room. Glad to have the entire audience here on watch. Um, I got Leahy and Clark. I want to start. So the Daily Mail, Leahy, the Daily Mail reported over the weekend that he had actually made the decision. Now, when you actually look at the, 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 the actual interview they talked about, that he was there when the decision was made. There's still not a precision of language. He was there when the decision was made, right? So it's still, it's still very fishy about what's going on. Of course, he has no specifics on anything. Uh, Michael Patrick Leahy. Yeah, I caught the same thing, Steve. Uh, Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern, did break some news up there in East Palestine in a very controlled environment. He didn't show up for the town hall meeting. He was there inside that uh, uh, one little building there for that TV interview and then scooted out of town, went back to Atlanta, his home in Atlanta. 
Yeah, he was in the person in the meeting when on Monday, that is February 5th, the day before they did the controlled burn. He was in the meeting when the decision was made. Where was the meeting? Was it in Atlanta, where he, where his headquarters are? Was it in Columbus, Ohio, where Governor DeWine has his offices? Was it in East Palestine, Ohio? Was the on-site EPA coordinator who has the legal authority to make that decision, was he there as well, in precision? Um, so uh, we're going to want to find out where that meeting was held. My guess, it was probably in Columbus, Ohio, but we'll find that out. Well, we know that he was not in East Palestine on the 5th. That's a, that's a that's demonstrable fact. That's we know true. the days he was there. And he says, oh, I know why it's got national attention. Well, dude, if you knew what was getting national attention, if you had camped out there and gotten on top of things, there wouldn't be this problem, right? You wouldn't be yeah. this problem. And if you had the evidence and the math, would Steve Cortez show us your work? Leahy, hang on for a second because I've got – so Clark, come in here. The, the people should understand inside the administrative state – the, um, the EPA is like the Waffen SS when it comes to anything related to Mother to Gaia to Mother Earth. I mean, they're in your grill on every topic and they don't back off. Okay, Clark, am I correct on that? Here you got the the chief guy, the administrators in Africa on a seven day. He flew out Saturday. He kind of gave him the middle finger. I'm out of here. Uh, they sent after that, Trump announced on Friday, as we've been saying, President Trump should go there. When Trump announced on Friday. The FEMA said, oh, we're going to send a couple of guys out there to start coordinating stuff. Um, of course, they did give $185 million to Turkey, and Erdogan is no friend of the United States. He's in partnership with the CCP, with the mullahs in Iran, with the Saudis, and with the Russians trying to control the Eurasian landmass, and Syria. $185 million, ladies and gentlemen, not one penny to East Palestine. So... Clark, where did this meeting take place? It, it, you are the expert. You were just as you, you oversaw this. The administrator and the on-scene commander of uh, the Waffen SS slash EPA, they're the ones that have the authority, right? You, am I incorrect in that? They have, they're the ones that have the authority to make decisions like a controlled release and a controlled burn to clean this thing up. Uh, Jeff Clark. Well, Steve, happy President's Day. It's sad that we have to be here uh, talking about this and about, um, you know, all the failures of competence in the Biden administration. You know, we got the EPA administrator in Africa, as you noted. There's still confusion about who did what. But yes, I haven't seen a situation in which uh, the federal on-scene coordinator, who, you know, typically becomes the incident commander at the top of a unified command is not uh, for something land-based like this EPA. Uh, you know, in doing some uh, hunting around, I was able to find that uh, Governor Shapiro in Pennsylvania actually had referenced that a unified command was set up. Uh, and uh, Daniel Patrick Lay, he's probably seen this quotation. This is from Shapiro's press release. He said that uh, officials... Um, from Norfolk Southern separated themselves from local agencies at the scene to act independently, which caused the unified command to experience issues throughout the emergency response. And that makes it pretty clear to me 
that what was in the uh, the Daily Mail story, where the CEO of Norfolk Southern was admitting that you know he made this call, that somehow they pulled themselves uh, away from the Unified Command and they made this decision. And that raises not just serious issues for Norfolk Southern, that's gonna be a big liability bill at the end of the day for what he admitted. And I can't believe they let him admit that to the Daily Mail. But also it raises serious concerns about the competence of the EPA officials. Why is there? Why are there EPA officials who didn't immediately say, no, 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 you can't go off and make this decision on your own. You know, a, a kind of classic Al Haig, but Al Haig with, with legal authority, I'm the one who's in charge here, me, you know, we at EPA. Uh, and it doesn't seem like that happened. And Shapiro seems to know where the bodies are buried on that, Steve. Clark, and let me ask you a question, because you had to tussle with these guys every day. Does the EPA in your dealing with them ever back off situations dealing with the environment or dealing with these type type of hazardous materials or what could be hazardous turn take materials and turn them into hazardous materials have you ever seen in your working with the EPA quote unquote where they back off when when they have jurisdiction that's their jurisdiction correct sir that's right i mean they're very grabby uh and they're tenacious and uh you know as i'd said uh earlier they just don't stop um, you know, they, they keep going. Uh, could you do me a favor and just let's repeat what Josh Shapiro said in, in his press. We just lost Clark. Okay, fine. The, the EPA or somebody, the, the goblins are out to get us. Uh, Leahy, that was so good. Um, Leahy, uh, we now know that they broke themselves off from it, but the unified commander looks like they didn't step up. He he's admitting because Mike DeWine says he didn't make the decision. Mike DeWine said they supported the decision. It's looking more and more that this decision was made by executives of Norfolk, Norfolk Southern that had no jurisdiction to make this decision for the citizens of East Palestine, Ohio, the rest of the citizens of Ohio, the citizens of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and anybody living in the Ohio River Valley, or quite frankly, the eastern United States where this stuff's going to blow. Am I incorrect in that, sir? We don't have any straight answers on who made that decision, ultimately. Uh, Jeffrey Clark, as always, had some great information there uh, from Governor Shapiro, uh, who, who stated that the Unified Command was apparently somewhere in East Palestine area, and uh, that Norfolk Southern, he claims, separated from them. But then we have on tape the CEO of Norfolk Southern, Alan Shaw, saying on Saturday he was in the room on the Monday, February 5th, when the decision to the controlled to take the controlled burn of vinyl chloride was made. Uh, where was that room uh, and and who made that decision? Uh, a follow up on the EPA, Steve. We've been asking them now since last Tuesday for the name of the on-site coordinator who made that decision, who was responsible for that, and for the document. we I checked just this morning uh, with our reporter there, Hannah Poling. Uh, on, on Saturday, they acknowledged once again they'd received our inquiry, but no response from them uh, as of Saturday. And, of course, it's a President's Day, so they have the day off today. So we're, we're not going to get a response from them today either on that. <clears throat> Hang on for one second. Uh, let me bring in Cortez. We're trying to get Jeff Clark back up. Cortez, this is a big screw you, right? 
The reason yes. that we're, we're running around trying to get it is nobody wants nobody wants to take responsibility now because they didn't care at the time. It's just it's, 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 it's just working class trash in these right. Palestine, right? We got to get we got to get the we got to get the rail cards o- up and open the the train. Am I incorrect in that? In, no. in what this looks Steve, like, sir? Total dereliction of duty, total abdication by people who are supposed to be in positions of leadership, both in the private sector as well as the public sector. And let me just give you one concrete example of what should be going on right now. Governor DeWine, EP Administrator Regan, Transportation Secretary Buttigieg, all three of them should be living and working right now in East Palestine. And they should be drinking the water if they tell us that it's safe and doing it on camera. Uh, uh, Steve, hang on. We got a lot more to get to. We got Clark back up. We're going to get to him. Leahy's going to hang around. It's East Palestine in Kiev, Ukraine, this morning in the war room. A tale of two cities. Back in a moment. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level. And it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we got a lot to talk about and uh, meet and and put our heads together, and we're going to do it um, at CPAC March 1st through 4th, 1 through 4 want everybody there, cpac.org slash war room, 47 bucks off the ticket. Sign up today. You're not going to want to miss this. With everything that's going on in the world, it's time to, to have a partner's meeting. And we're going to have a gathering of the tribes there. So I want everybody to uh, to sign up. I want to see everybody. Uh, cpac.org slash war room. You get 47 bucks off. I think the ticket's under 250 I think it's 248 or something. Okay. Uh, we got Jeffrey Clark back. Jeff, uh, can you just redo the Shapiro this is the tale of two cities. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about the first East Palestine right now. Talk to. Give me about governor. And by the way, everybody understands because we've been on Shapiro's case from day one. Shapiro, he, the only thing he thinks of every day is uh, his inaugural address when he's president of the United States. So this guy's got wild ambitions, and this is a big deal. And he knows it's a big deal, right? He's treating it like a big deal, as he should. Walk me through his press release, uh, which we call distancing. <laughs> Right, Jeff Clark. <laughs> That's right. Uh, extreme distancing. And sorry, I uh, had the webcam thing. Maybe EPA sent some uh, gremlins to my house. But um, back on <laughs> audio here. So here's the, the quotation from the press release. But then I have three, four other paragraphs that are worth reading from the same press release. It's up on the governor's website. 
Um, so uh, he says, officials said Norfolk Southern personnel separated themselves from local agencies at the scene to act independently, which caused the unified command to experience issues throughout the emergency response. And it, it gets even better, actually. Um, he, he said that Norfolk Southern, this is from the press release again, a quotation, Norfolk Southern staff made their own plan without coordinating with state agencies, forcing those agencies to react without knowing the plan's details. Uh, he then wrote that Norfolk Southern gave inaccurate information and conflicting modeling about the impact of the controlled release of chemicals, which made it harder for the state to protect people in the immediate aftermath of the derailment. He was particularly critical of information. This is all from a letter the government wrote that's being recounted in this press release. Uh, particularly critical of information provided about the controlled explosion on February 6th. He said the company didn't forewarn agencies initially of the intention to vent and burn all five rail cars that contained vinyl chloride or inform local or state authorities how many rail cars oh, contributed oh, to the hazardous oh, chemical. Oh, oh, uh, oh, then, oh, then, oh, hang on. Stop, uh, stop, stop. No, no, stop, stop. That's too good. That's too good. They, they, he's literally his comm staff is watching the war room and just taking our lines. Read that one back to me one more time. That is what we call in the business a kill shot. Give me that line one more time. I can't get he, enough of this. this. Is, yeah, he. this is from the press release of the governor talking about his own letter to Norfolk Southern. He was particularly critical of information provided about the controlled evac explosion I'm sorry, on February 6th. He said the company didn't forewarn agencies initially of their intention to vent and burn all five rail cars that contained vinyl chloride or inform local or state authorities how many rail cars contributed to the hazardous chemical. So, you know, uh, Steve, Shapiro is really dumping uh, on them. And, uh, you know, the, the unified command, which he points to here, and I'm not seeing EPA even referencing the fact that a unified command was established. He said that they were cut out of this process and that Norfolk Southern made the decision, which is really bad for Nor Norfolk Southern. But also, obviously, it's terrible for EPA. Why is EPA not running the unified command? And if they try to get fenced out by Norfolk Southern, why don't they butt back in and say, you don't realize, you know, we're the government, we're in charge here. It, it boggles the mind. Let me, and I realized we got to get Leahy and Cortez, we got to get to the bottom of the chain of command and the timeline. But, but Clark, you were over at Justice for President Trump. This was your line of, this is your line of country. When is it, there's one thing about civil liability and open-ended when you're just th th this kind of reckless uh, endangerment. But when does this cross over? Right there, Shapiro's line is brutal. If they hid that and, and, taking, and taking responsibility, and what, remember, the pressure was to clear the tracks, to clear the tracks, to get the, get the tracks running again. If Shaw and these guys took it upon themselves and didn't share the information, we keep saying, because they didn't share their information because they never ran the model. They never looked at what it would do. This is why. D doesn't that start to segue over to criminal liability for reckless endangerment of the good citizens of East Palestine, Ohio, plus the Ohio River Valley, Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, the eastern seaboard of the United States? At some point in time, don't you cross that line from civil to criminal, sir? Yes, uh, Steve. I mean, here, what you would do is you would establish a, a criminal task force, which would be multi-agency, you know, for consultation purposes with the Justice Department. The Justice Department obviously holds uh, the key uh, hand on whether to bring criminal charges. 
I think you would uh, send a shot across their bow. You'd do some uh, saber rattling that we're going to be looking at this. And you'd really send uh, some very fast uh, document preservation uh, orders to uh, Norfolk Southern. And indeed, I think to the to the uh, state and local agencies, too, because I, I found a reference in one of DeWine's press releases that, uh, you know, he thinks the unified commander was the local fire chief, this guy Drabik, uh, which really also boggles my mind. I don't understand how if you have EPA on, on site first off, uh, within first off, you know, five hours or so, then first you know, why is an EPA running okay, this? That's, okay. Mike DeWine is one of the savviest guys in this country. He's a total worm, but he's one of the savviest guys in this country, okay? When he's, when he's dumping it on the local fire chief, that's just a, that's just, that's a mister, as you know, Clark, you've seen that's a misdirection play. Cortez, let me get your voice in here. You're seeing it now, and people should understand, to get to the bottom of protect the people in East Palestine, Ohio, you've got to get to the bottom of this. They're right. running around about the derailment. The derailment, let the National Safety Board and get Buttigieg. Yeah, the derailment's the derailment. But they're derailments all the time. It's, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's great. That's terrible. We got to get to the bottom of that. But it's not the derailment. It's what this company did Correct. and what EPA allowed them to do and what other government authorities who pay $6 trillion to this freaking government every year. EPA right. is in your grill. They're like the Waffen SS. In your backyard, right. you got a creek. They're all over you. Don't let the kids mm -hmm. water the water the petunias. We're going to put the kids in prison, right? right? Right. They're there everywhere except when it's except when it's dealing with folks, right. working class folks in East Palestine, Ohio. Right. Steve Cortez. Oh, exactly right. Dealing with what actually matters, right? Actually protecting people's health. You know, if if you happen to have a puddle in the parking lot of your factory, EPA will declare it a wetland and make your life hell if you're a small business owner. But when it comes to doing their actual job, they are AWOL right now. You know, I mentioned all those politicians from Ohio and Washington, D.C. who aren't there. Thankfully, J.D. Vance has been there on the scene advocating strongly for the people of Ohio. But I also want to talk about the private sector responsibility here. And you, you showed and talked about Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk Southern. So, you know, who is he and what is he doing so far? Well, Alan Shaw made, according to the Daily Mail, $4.3 million as a CEO last year. He lives in a $4 million house in Georgia. They say he owns 20 total properties in Georgia and the surrounding area. Now, I have no problems, of course, with his success, but I have enormous problems with him ignoring his responsibilities because attendant to those rewards and the perquisites that come with being the CEO of this major public company, attendant to that are grave responsibilities when your company is in the middle of a crisis like this and, and pontificating from hundreds of miles away outside of your mansion and saying, I'm going to give the people of East Palestine $1,000 each is simply not going to cut it. You know, Steve, let me give some free, I'm in the, the realm of communications, let me give some free comms advice to Alan Shaw. Get on the ground there, get serious, full transparency, stop making insultingly low monetary offers to the people of East Palestine. There is an, again, it's a dereliction of duty, it's an abdication of leadership, not just from the public sector, that's most important, but also here from the private sector. And if Alan Shaw doesn't start doing the right thing, Steve, I think we need to make this fan man famous. And by famous, I mean infamous, okay? Because the buck stops with him, and as you're pointing out here, it increasingly looks like this was a Norfolk Southern decision uh, without much consultation outside of them. So they ultimately, if that is in fact the case, bear the ultimate primary responsibility for what has happened there. They are sure not acting like it right now, especially the leader CEO, Alan Shaw. 
You know, Merrick Garland, he would have, you know, he has he has the FBI, the Gestapo kicking down doors of every person that prayed a rosary outside of a, a abortion center or parents going to school board meetings because they don't want freaks, uh, you know, grooming their children. Right. But right. because th- those parents would happen to be domestic terrorists. So we can't expect anything out of him. But, hey, let me get Cortez just gave the corporations free advice. Let me give the local. Uh, pro, there's a young prosecutor that can hear my voice. Anywhere in the greater East Palestine, Ohio area. Hey, how about this? I mean, no, it's President's Day, but tomorrow morning, impanel a grand jury and announce you're impaneling a grand jury. Mm-hmm. And let's bring Brother Shaw up there and have him testify on Tuesday afternoon. Let's get the facts on the table. It is unacceptable. 20th, we're 15 days out of this. And we've had Leahy ourselves, Clark and others now all over it. And every day the truth comes out a little bit, right? But it's like Rashomon, mm-hmm. right? It's like the movie. Everybody's got a different perspective. We need a timeline. We need who was in charge, who made the decisions. We need all the, uh, uh, you know, analysis. We don't need, we don't need to read it out of a Josh Shapiro. And Josh Shapiro is trying to distance himself from this fiasco, uh, saying that, uh, by the way, who Josh Shapiro, I believe in his earlier comments for, right on, early on was kind of supportive. Right until he saw the heat coming, right? That they need to impanel a grand jury right now and start bringing some guys in just to get the facts. You think you're going to get any facts out of these guys unless you press them? Right. You're not going right. to get one fact. You know why? Because let me repeat this the backbone of this nation, the patriots and the citizens in East Palestine, Ohio, which is representative of small towns and hamlets and villages throughout this country that have made mm-hmm. this country what it is. Right. They are nothing but disposable trash to the corporate interest, to the Wall Street interest, to the corporate media interest. Right. It's unacceptable. You have ABC, CNN, and you guys haven't gotten this story down in the 15th that you were embarrassed and humiliated right. because it was citizen journalists out there on, on the, you know, excuse me, the extremist on the far right. Right. Like Sorter, like Nick Sorter and many others who were out there uh, uh, doing this and covering this and ha- having the voices and Benny Johnson. The great Benny Johnson's out there yesterday giving thousand dollar checks out of his own pocket to the 20 people that live right by that live right by the, where the explosion went right. for the no Shaw. Listen, here's the bottom line. They did no analysis. All they were under pressure to do. And this is why a worm like Shaw is the he's the classic CEO today. Right. He's not going to do the right thing. He's going to do the expedient right. thing. And the expedient right. thing was to get the tankers emptied and burn it. Okay, he asked his guys, "What's the quickest way to do it?" He said, "We'll dump, dig a ditch, we'll unload it from a ditch, burn, put it in the ditch, and we'll light it on fire." And he's got the gall to sit there and go, "I knew we were successful when I saw the black plume that looked like the end of days. It looked like the end of St. John's, uh, the 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 apocalypse, or Book of Revelations." He's got a plume right. going up. It looks like a nuclear weapon's gone off. That's when I knew. That's when I knew. Uh, we were successful. I tell you what he yeah. should do, Cortez. You got to call him first and give him a couple of recommendations on crisis communications, guys. That maybe right. will just refine his pitch, right? Do you, I don't think that is that the right pitch. The success when no. I saw the plume, I knew oh all, I knew all the Fosgene. No. I knew the Fosgene was. I knew the Fosgene was going, brother Cortez. 
definitely not the right pitch, you know, and I say this for somebody who has spent most of the last seven years doing communications for Donald Trump. So I know a thing or two about communicating on, shall we say, sticky issues, right? Being in difficult media circumstances. Uh, he's doing absolutely everything wrong, both from a style uh, perspective, but more importantly, from a substantive perspective. And let me connect this to the earlier story today, because Alan Shaw, as disconnected and unconcerned as he is about what we think, what the people of East Palestine are suffering, what the American public thinks uh, of his company and his performance, totally disconnected. Same thing with JPM and BlackRock when it comes to Ukraine. They don't even care. Okay, uh, Cortez, hang on. We got Jeff Clark. We got Michael Patrick Leahy. We're getting it done. The tale of two cities, Kiev, Ukraine, and East Palestine, Ohio, all next in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. All one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, we haven't even gotten to the Ukraine part. We also have stuff for the World Health Organization. There's a lot going on. We're going to get to all of it on this President's Day. Uh, Jeff Clark, any, any closing thoughts? We're going to have you back on as many times as we have to, because you are the expert in this area. Um, th- th- first of all, am I too over the top right now to, about a young, aggressive uh, a, some a, a pr- assistant prosecutor in eastern Ohio that wants to make a name for himself and do the right thing to impanel a grand jury right now? No, I don't think so, Steve. I think that uh, would be a good move. I also think Congress should be uh, calling a hearing to uh, investigate, including an investigation of the company, Norfolk Southern, of state officials, local officials, and especially EPA, uh, Steve. I think they need to be called before Congress and uh, explain why they did what they did. And uh, I have for you yet another quotation from this same miraculous press release from Josh Shapiro, if you're ready for it. 
Oh, baby, I'm, I'm, I was born ready for this thing. I love me some <laughs> Shapiro right now. He's, this, is, this is the beginning of Josh Shapiro's of drive to the White House by, by cutting distance between the phosgene gas that went all over eastern, uh, western Pennsylvania, sir. So uh, here it is. Quote, while I appreciate that responding to train derailments presents an array of complex challenges, failure to adhere to well-accepted standards of practice related to incident management and prioritizing an accelerated and arbitra arbitrary uh, uh, timely decision to reopen the rail line injected unnecessary risk and created confusion in the process, wrote Shapiro. Okay, the buried lead. <laughs> arbitrary decision, right? Arbitrary decision. Josh Shapiro's Cortez, real quick. Josh Shapiro's burying the CEO uh, Shaw, right? Totally. What's the over and, and under a time in jail? Listen, time, what's the over and under? What's the line? What's the line of number of years? Go ahead. Shapiro sir. is is a totally corrupted leftist. Okay, but I will also say this about him. He's very smart, he's very shrewd, uh, and he might be the only person I can think of in America who is a perhaps more ambitious than Nikki Haley. Okay, that's how ambitious Josh Shapiro is. <laughs> and he was a totally corrupt attorney general in Pennsylvania, but he was a very skilled man. He's a very Machiavellian figure. Yeah. So believe me, more free advice to Alan Shaw. If Shapiro has you targeted right now, okay, he will be like a dog chewing a bone. You're not going to easily get away because, Steve, to your point, yeah. Shapiro believes he belongs in the White House. Now, that is never going to happen, but he has those divisions of grandeur. Yeah. He sees opportunity here uh, in the most twisted way. He sees opportunity. But the point is, uh, he's going no, to get the, the, down the yeah. This this is how Machiavellian is. One of the reasons the establishment turned on Mastriano, he cut deals with all the big law firms. He's handing out deals, contracts, and, and sinecures to all the Republican establishment. He was taking care of the Republican establishment. That's why you're going to see an upgrade in the in the in the types of ambulance chasing lawyers that are now going to descend on East Palestine, Ohio, because they're going to they're going to read the, the note that Clark's reading from Jeff Shapiro. And go, we're in business right now because you know, we kept Steve, telling you folks. You got to get to the meeting on the fifth. Yeah, go ahead. Just to, just to that point, I think this is interesting. You know, those of us on the political right have really never appreciated trial lawyers, right? For good reason, because uh, in general, they have just been leeches upon the economy and prosperity of the United States. But there are times when trial lawyers, right, and their their incentives can be very helpful to us. For example, I believe in time, big pharma is going to ultimately be held liable, even if they're not at the federal level. I think they will at the state level. Florida's already going down that path. And uh, I have talked personally to some very significant trial lawyers who who are very interested and smell blood in the water as it relates to big pharma. Similarly, here in East Palestine, Ohio, the trial lawyers, who again, I'm not a fan of generally the, the tort bar, but the trial lawyers may serve uh, a very significant and, and powerful and beneficial purpose when it comes to justice for the people of East Palestine. So this story is in the very, very early stages, clearly. And let me also connect this yes. back to politics in Washington. When it comes to impeachments, and I believe it has to be done as you have prescribed, it has to be done legally, methodically, the right way, not like that sham Jan 6 committee. But I believe there must be several impeachments. I hope that first in priority is Mayorkas. 
But Buttigieg, I think now, is clearly in the political crosshairs subject to impeachment for his total dereliction of duty on several instances, supply chain breakdowns, complete airline chaos, and now most potently this issue in East Ohio. Uh, usually Americans don't know who the transportation secretary is because it's usually not that material to their lives. It just so happens that during these first two years of the disastrous Biden regime with all of these created crises, many of them have centered around transportation. And we've seen just how how incompetent Pete Buttigieg is, somebody who was only hired for reasons of checking a yeah. quota box. There's a lot of terrible um, uh, quota hires in this, diversity hires in this administration of all the terrible ones. Right now, it looks like Pete Buttigieg is the worst in show. Diversity, inclusive, inclusivity, and uh, equity, D-I-E, die. Okay, that's what happens when you do this. Uh, Hangar Cortez, we're going to get to the economics. Leahy, uh, where's your reporting going, and, uh, and uh, how do people get to your site? Steve, four different stories from the four organizations responsible for this uh, February 6th controlled burn of vinyl chloride in East Palestine. Uh, one story is non-existent from the EPA. They supposedly have the legal authority, not saying anything. Then you have the uh, head of Norfolk Southern who says he was in the meeting where the decision was made. Won't tell us where it is or who made the decision. The governor of Ohio says, uh, I approved of it, but I didn't make the decision. And then the closer on this, uh, Josh Shapiro, the governor of Pennsylvania, is saying, well, uh, Northern uh, Norfolk Southern uh, didn't tell us all the details about this initially. So none of these stories add up. We're going to go to all four of those and uh, the Department of Justice yeah. to ask for the detailed timeline between February 3rd, the derailment, and February 6th, the controlled burn. And we're going to lay that out in great detail and report it right here on War Room. Michael Patrick Leahy, real quickly, how do they get to the Ohio Star, Star News Network, and your social media? TheOhioStar.com, TheStarNewsNetwork.com, and I'm on Michael P. Leahy on Twitter, Getter, and Social, and on True Social. Thank you, brother. Uh, Clark, hang over a second. 90-second break. That's all we need between the first and second half here. They're taking 12 minutes or 13 minutes in the NFL, 29 minutes when they're doing satanic, demonic, uh, you know, half Super Bowl halftime shows. Only 90 seconds here in the war room. You know why? Because they're getting great sleep on MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow.com, promo code war room. 90 seconds, Cortez, Clark, and a cast of thousands next. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. 
While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.